Day 73. Today I fought the law and the law won. I feel somewhat beleaguered. We spent 90 minutes at Service Ontario trying to resolve an issue which got us nowhere, despite having the documents we had been advised that we needed. We're stuck in limbo, waiting for approvals from the federal government that neither us or our lawyer can seem to get any answers on or progress any faster. This federal delay impacts on our provincial benefits, and despite lengthy conversations with the helpful lady in the office, head office would not approve the documents she faxed because we are missing one. The one we are missing is not issued in our class of visa, but that, in a catch-22 kind of a way, did not seem a compelling argument. Moving to a new country can be a frustrating and difficult process. With the combination of visa and medical issues, we are waiting for a lot of things which are beyond our control. This is wearing us down. In the psalm I was reading today, Asaph is feeling on the edge. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. I have greater resonance in this season for imagery of slipping feet and the consequences of losing a foothold. But his circumstances are quite different from mine. He is concerned that the wicked are prospering and is envious of their wealth and easy living, but realises that he is in danger of missing the goodness of God by looking in the wrong direction, by comparing his life to others. We have a tendency to compare ourselves to people who look like they are doing better than us. A day is coming when the proud will be brought low, when wealth and privilege will be swept away and ruin will come. Asaph reflects that this perspective transforms his view. He understands that God holds his hand, guides him with his counsel, and will take him to glory. Today I am tempted to be thankful that I speak English, have an education, access to resources, and that my circumstances are much better than any number of dispossessed, marginalised and vulnerable people. But while that may be true, it is not a secure foundation. If my security is based on a positive or negative comparison with other people, when my circumstances change, my strength will fail and my confidence will evaporate. So today, I am mindful that meeting with the Lord is the only thing that brings true perspective. I am thankful that when I am unsteady, God takes me by my right hand. I am grateful that God tenderly and wisely leads. I am thankful that although I am at times beleaguered, I am not overwhelmed. As Asaph concludes, My heart and my flesh may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever.
I am also thankful that after the frustration of the morning, we had a very nice lunch with Matt and Sevda at their new house with the Bones, and after we got home, a really encouraging Zoom call with Josh and a ministry partner. Despite these encouragements on the battlefield, what I believe and what I experience is sometimes a bit of a clash. The wind howls through the empty blocks looking for a home. I run through the empty stone because I'm all alone. Except I know that I am not. And memo to the law, I'll be back. Most of what you just heard was written on the 13th of September. But it was helpful to me today to speak it out. It expresses truth I need to hear, facing fresh disappointments about travel and uncertainty around COVID. It is not always easy hanging on to what little I know when I'm in an emotional tailspin. Maybe day 74 has some extra help for me. Day 74. They say that Tuesday is Monday's ugly sister and that nothing messes up your Friday like realising it's only Tuesday. At the moment, I find Tuesdays difficult. Tuesday is the day that the clinic happens at the hospital, so it has become my day of hope. If I ever get this contraption removed, it will happen on a Tuesday, but it will not be today. Way back when this experience was all shiny and new, this second Tuesday in September was my fallback position as to when it would all be over. Surely, if I was not liberated on the 7th, then the 14th would be Freedom Day. If my CT scan is good on Friday, and they process the results in time before I see the doctor, then it could happen next Tuesday. But I have no certainty, and I'm growing shy of hope. In the Shawshank Redemption, there is a line... Hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. Different characters pursue pathways to redemption through the movie that mostly end in death. Their hope turns out to be illusory. Even Andy looks like he has come to the end of himself. In a memorable scene, he says to Red, It all comes down to a simple choice. Get busy living or get busy dying. Red wonders if Andy has had enough. But the twist in the tale is that Andy is not getting busy to die. He has been busy for a long time getting ready to live. The scenes from where the escape is revealed through to Warden Norton's death are a fantastic bit of cinema. But Andy's redemption does not give a viable hope to the others in prison. His redemption is only for himself. If the message we take away from the movie is that hammering away on our own for 20 years will get us a new life, we are likely to be quite disappointed. Yet the temptation to try endures. How do I manufacture hope on a Tuesday? How do I keep busy living? The answer is that I cannot. The writer and pastor A.W. Tozer spelled this out. 
the reason why many are still troubled, still making little forward progress, is because they haven't yet come to the end of themselves. We're still trying to give orders and interfering with God's work within us. It pains me that I am not invincible or indefatigable. I would prefer a narrative where I could affect salvation, construct my perfect little life, and be the hero of my tale. I wish I could overcome every obstacle and get through any trial, but my hope cannot be founded on my ability to break out. Rather, my hope is based on the reality that God has broken in. The Jesus redemption is that one came in from the outside so that many could be set free. This is hope, that God has done what I could never do and opened a way to freedom and redemption. The NIV headlines the star of Romans 5 as peace and hope. The message prefers developing patience. I need to remind myself on this Tuesday that there is a relationship between these things. By entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with him, make us fit for him, we have it all together with God because of our Master Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. There's more to come. We continue to shout our praise, even when we're hemmed in with troubles, because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us, and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling short-changed. Quite the contrary. We can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Today, I'm thankful for the grace of God. I'm grateful that I do not need to keep hammering away, but can stand tall and shout praise on one leg and a scooter. I'm also thankful for a lot of encouragements today that were greater than the frustrations, although there were times it was close. I'm grateful for a first in-person chapel service for well over a year and interviews with some fantastic staff exploring future options for service over good food. I was born on a Monday, so I am not full of grace. I'm not doing that well on the fear of face attribute either. But a little hope and a taste of redemption may bring me a portion of that which is said to be true of Tuesday's child. So regardless of which day of the week you were born, I pray this Tuesday you will know fullness and grace.